You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello and welcome back to Kapow, the pop cultured podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. What's up, guys? Just uh, just hanging. Yeah, dude. We, we've been uh, all right. We've been talking. I can dig it. We've been talking so much. Uh, well, we've been doing so much kids on bikes the last couple of months that so we haven't got to talk about anything on TV. So. I want to hear what you guys have been watching. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! What's up, man? Right, yo. Yo. Yo, come on, yo, Omar's coming, man! I'm Prison Mike. You know why they call me Prison Mike? <laughs> Davis, please sit down. Are you threatening me? I am Cornholio. First sign of youngsters going wrong, you got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. And I'm sitting there with Woody, and uh, I say, I turn to him and I go, uh, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Picture it, Sicily, 1939. We've talked about Willis. Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? Hey, neighbor. Good afternoon, everybody. No! A lot? You're doing better than that. Me too. Me too, man. So what was the biggest thing? What was the biggest and best thing? <laughs> the biggest and best thing I have watched came from Netflix. Ooh. L- new series, guys. Right. How to build a sex room. <laughs> Give me a hundred guesses. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have got there. <laughs> nope. Yes. That's not and... on my suggested list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are missing out. You have really, the algorithm, you've crafted quite an algorithm <laughs> for yourself over there. I, I have. Um, I, I'd like to say on my own Netflix account, but it's not. Um, but that's yeah. Where the, that's how the algorithm steered you. <laughs> it was somebody else's algorithm. Wow. It was. It's not mine. It's not mine. It's sure. <laughs> sure. I'm constantly getting other people's stuff on my screen. Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. When you use other people's accounts and, and profiles, you do that sometimes. But this is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit uh, Bob Vila, this old house, but with this little old lady. And yeah. uh, her name is Melanie Rose. She is a designer. And she designed sex rooms. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you, too. you. 
May I come in? Yeah, yes, come please, on come in. on in. Thank Welcome. you. Oh, my Oh, wow. <laughs> this is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Welcome. So I understand you want a sex room. My name is Melanie Rose. For over 15 years, I've been designing high-end homes. So when a client asked me if I'd ever designed a sex room, I thought, why not? Why wouldn't I go and design a sex room? When people hear the word sex rooms, they concentrate on the word sex. And that connotates dirty, disgusting. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't give us some pussy tap. <laughs> but when I design them, they can be beautiful. No video games in here? No, we're not playing video games in here. Oh. You're going to play with your wife instead. <laughs> and they are places where couples can explore their deepest fantasies. I would have never thought that being tied in rope yeah. would make me feel sexy. Oh, that's brilliant. It's curiosity that it's being unlocked. I have a great general contractor. His name is Mike. I didn't break nothing. It was the little guy. Oh, oh I always like to make his life a little bit difficult. Can you lie in the bed, please? Hey, hey, hey. Looks so great. Come on, off you go. You were our angel of our marriage. Thank you so much. Oh my God. They say you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Ooh, but I do. Of all shapes and sizes, guys. And if it you takes... like, I'm telling you, if you like Queer Eye and shows, makeover shows, this, you're going to love it. It's <laughs> it's all about couples. <laughs> to paraphrase Mitch Hedberg, he said, yo, any room's a sex room, really. <laughs> My sex room has an oven in it. <laughs> yeah, so it's this little British lady that she's a designer, and um, it starts out the first episode. You're introduced to a couple, uh, a couple couples, um, and uh, and you know they say, "Hey, here's our space. It might be a basement. It might be their bedroom. It might be a spare room." And it's really not it might be an think. island somewhere. It, it could be, yeah, it could be a shed. Um, that you know, we'll get there, but uh, but yeah, it's a really cool show. She comes in and just kind of, um, I thought it was going to be cheap and dirty and kind of you know, icky, um, all at the same time, but she she comes in, just talks to them, talks to them about their relationship, talks to them about, um, you know, what their expectations, their ideas, what do we actually, sometimes it's just, you know, it's, it's just not that dungeon. It's a, uh, it, it might just be, uh, she designs them a getaway um, or, you know, a, <laughs> a corner of the house where they can, you know, just spend time together. Um, sometimes it, she built, it, it's a hidden room in, in a basement where they build a fake bookcase and, you got to get in there like Batman, I guess, and push, push a little button and it opens up and there's a, there's a, might be a pole there. Who knows? But, um, there better be, but yeah, <laughs> but the, the actual, the point of the show, it's several episodes long. You get two basic, um, guests or customers, whatever you want to call them to each episode. And as, as she does one room, you're introduced to the next one, and then they complete that one. And then by the time they complete that one, on on there's a new episode, there's a new couple coming in. So it's constant flow of people and, and different situations across the country. But um, 
they're not just straight couples. They, uh, this show actually had a diverse um, cast to it. There are the straight, the straight couple. There are queer couples, married, singles, polyamorous. There's one group they call themselves the family. It's seven people um, in the relationship, um, gay, etc. And then um, I, I actually made a note. Uh, I said uh, I think she described it described herself as classy but a bit cheeky in one of the episodes and that's really what the show is um but it's amazing she's a really good designer they do all kinds of different situations there's one lady at the end i think on the last episode she's like 50 some years old newly divorced was married for 25 years and she's just like yeah i just want to enjoy the single life and and i had a really bad marriage and and it's got a it's got it's got some nice moments in it um that uh that you can relate to some of these people or it presents it as a new experience and a different type of person that, you know, maybe has a stereotypical thing going on um, from the viewer's point of view. And then you find out that's really not that way. So, um, but the impressive thing, like I said, her designs are amazing. Um, They're not just dungeons. They are uh, classy and fun and some of them very elegant uh designs and the materials and it's not just like i thought it was going to be like uh what were those movies um caligula no <laughs> 50 shades 50 shades i thought it was going to be cheap and and silly like that but um but it's a lot better than that so uh i would i would say I would, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, check it out, Netflix. I, I, I'm telling you, it's a winner. If you're of age, um, you're gonna love it. And Harley, go to your room. Season two. But your your regular room. Yeah, Carly, yes. go to your sex. Yes. Regular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my done. So. Um. Okay. Where do you go with, from that? I, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Maybe you stay on Netflix and go to the Sandman? Ah, there's a headline. Sandman. I'm the king of dreams. Ruler of the nightmare realm. What are you doing here, Etty? He's coming, isn't he? Morpheus, the Anira Mansa, you know, the Sandman. He's a fairy story, Eddie. He's no fairy story. He's back. Good to know. Put the tiny hands! Open your hands! Now! Forgive me, sire of the palace.
was the biggie this week. Uh, anybody else? I finished it. Anybody else get through all ten? No, I have watched five, I believe. I have so, watched zero. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is not for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, of course, I am famously a big Sandman fan. Have the all the absolute editions and just cut my teeth on that shit. Loved collecting that series back in the late 80s early 90s and it's just lo- loved it so nothing like it and so far from what i have seen it is very faithful to the series and just i mean neil gaiman is heavily involved with it and has totally supported say, saying this is his vision this is what he wants wanted it to look like and i yeah, I, I agree it's it's they've nailed it yeah they've been trying to make something out of sandman since the 90s like there, there's an infamous script out there that someone tried to write a movie script that was like puny mortals bow before the power of the sandman like people right, who right. didn't get it at all yeah. and gaiman has just been patient and bid his time and now he's he has enough control that this is his version on the screen uh co-created with david s goyer which is a surprise that he's producer and screenwriter for a ton of comic book stuff like the nolan batman trilogy the blade trilogy he worked on and a ton of other fanboyish kind of stuff and alan heinberg who was screenwriter young avengers yeah uh, young avengers and wonder woman movie so there's a lot of uh, comic uh, you know, power behind this. Or you, you would think people you know, who understood what this was. So I just have a hard time watching it with fresh eyes. Like I can't oh, help I, I can't but at all. I can't think, at all. What are other people, do other people understand this? Do they like, I'm so distracted by. Yeah. I don't know that this is going to make any sense to anybody that I can't just sit back and enjoy it. I'm the same way. I have no perspective. I'm totally lost in my own experiences of the source material. So I am just like, I don't know what other, how it could be a a hit, how people are going to get into it, except that some of the storyline, like, I feel like, uh, you know, the first issue, this first episode is, uh, is a great story uh you know and the the uh stuff you know where he is looking for his items that's that's good but man even in the original series that where it starts to get really crazy towards the diner stuff they lost some people and i could see them losing some people here yeah but uh but I just like how faithful it is. I, I'm satisfied. I was I was shocked how faithful it was. Yeah. Like really? I just I went yeah. back. I hadn't read these since college. Yeah. I my my 25 year old oh, trade yeah. paperback this is version. The OG. Yeah. So this is volume one and two. Uh, eight, preludes 16, and, yeah, preludes, preludes and, and nocturnes. Preludes and, and nocturnes, volume one and volume two, the Doll's House. So yeah. these first ten episodes are the first sixteen issues of the book. So if you are looking for the source material, just these first two trades will get you everything that you've seen so far. I feel like they've dipped in a few little hints and things here mm. and there. But um, but the thing, like, there's no way to do this as a movie like people wanted to do. Like, no. it's made 
episodically. Like it's well, his, about storytelling. Yeah, his it's intention about different. They they offered, "What do you want to do? You can do anything." Basically, he's yeah. like, "So I created a series that I could tell all kinds of different stories." Yeah. So yeah, some of it's very horror, like that diner scene. Yeah. Some of it's very sweet and. And some of it's a little comedic, some of it's you know fantasy, some of it's dark, some of it's light, and it's 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 literally about it's it's about myth, it's about religion, it's about you know the, the unconscious mind, and you know it's about everything. It's 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 so yeah, trying to boil that down to ten episodes of TV is hard enough. So like, there's just making a movie out of Sandman made, never made sense. Um, but I said I. So yeah, rereading this, like I'm picking up, you know, 75% of even the dialogue is lifted directly. Yeah. Like, which is even, you know, no comic books adaptations do but that. But how do you they'll, improve they'll upon dialogue yeah, that yeah. he writes, you know? And if so, he's sitting yeah. there, he's that you, you think he's gonna be like, uh yeah, you can improve this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so I'm thinking, is this is there a point where it becomes too faithful? Like What's the point? If you're just doing the exact same thing, yeah. if you're just lifting a panel and the dialogue and putting it in motion, what's the point? So that's, I'm, I'm having that debate, like, you know, the Watchmen movie yeah. where it just tried to adapt as close as it yeah. could versus the Watchmen TV show where it took the concepts and tried to do something new with he, it. So he like, said something about that, uh, uh, that exact thing. And really? his comment was that, it's a chance for people that don't read comic books to be exposed to his story. Well, I don't care about those people. (laughs) 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 No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I I fully understand more people are just going to accidentally brush by this on Netflix than have ever read the series. So I I understand. But I, so that's my worries going into it of like, oh, what do you even want from this? What do you want this to be? It can't be as good as the original, but like, I don't know. It felt right, and the little yeah. some of the little tweaks they made, I was even thinking in places that actually is better. Is that's that a, better? That's, yeah. a, that's a clever way to do that, or a more modern update of this yeah. or that or the other. So I, I don't know. It was it was faithful where it needed to be, and it it tweaked a few things where it could. It was a, I felt like it was a big success for me. I'm excited to finish it. I've liked what I've watched so far. The only thing I thought I don't understand this yet, and I haven't heard anybody say it. I haven't really read much about it since because I don't want to get spoiled too much if they did do anything different. But the end of the first episode, they changed the way something was worded because I've always stuck in my head that the curse was waking was eternal waking eternal waking yeah and that's not what they say in the show it's i believe they say eternal sleep and i feel like that was just simplified just that's not i feel like the concept was better i I always like the wording of that and it's stuck in my head so i don't know why they changed that but i'm not you know again i i it will always be that for me but uh i listened to him on mark baron this past week uh well a week or two ago that he had done an interview with this in mind coming out. Uh, and he said something that was really stuck with me about, and having done this kids on bikes role play thing we had done recently where he was talking about, Mark was asking him like, 
you've used a lot of these many different religious concepts, mythology, all of these things that are, you know, you've combined all of these stories in a lot of your writings and folded them into actual happenings. And it feels like it's a real thing. It feels like that does tie to this exactly. And this, and so it seems so perfect. And, and Neil was explaining, he's like, he's like, I have a lot of sympathy for conspiracy theorists because he, he's like, I have found that if you start to take fiction and tie it to reality, the facts will all get in line. <laughs> and, it, and I was like, man, I was feeling that at the at time doing kids on bikes. I was doing that exact thing. And things were just lining up. I was me. dreaming about Heather Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. That I was just like, everything just lined up. And he and I, I just thought that was such a good point because people things will line up for you if you try to tie these things together. So, uh, is it? He's just he's very he's it's really great to listen to him talk. Well, I just saw him live a few couple months yeah. ago. Him talking, you could just talk listen to him talk forever. There, there's doors everywhere. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's exactly right. There are. So, yeah, I uh, just learned today there there was an actual thing in England called the sleepy sickness, like in the yeah. 1920s. That, that they've never figured out what it was so like yeah, so exactly absolutely tie thing. that yeah. in there there's yeah. a there's you know so, so i'll give you i'll give I you my negatives it. the things okay. that didn't quite work for me the first one i'm not sure yet but the, i knew from the beginning this was going to worry me dream in the comics is he's not the hero he's not a good guy yeah. He's aloof. He's oh. petty. He's he, cruel. He, Absolutely. The first three volumes or so, he is the problem. Yes. Yes. And I don't know how you do that with a mainstream American TV show with a hero. Like, you can't have them be that. So I feel like, you know, as the 75 issues of the series winds on, he learns more about humanity and there maybe is a few changes, but it's hard to do in 10, you know, in 10 episodes, he's having a character arc. And becoming a better person and you're kind of you know sanding off the edges a little I bit it's like yeah. it wasn't terrible it wasn't you know it didn't destroy anything but it's like i wondered if they were going to have that edge and have yeah. him do some of these things he does in the book that are oh, just I'm, mean I'm, and cruel uh, uh, we're not there that far in the story at least i'm not uh i i remember how he has that girlfriend or whatever he was super petty and did terrible things. Mm. And I was just like, are they going to do that? Because that's going to make the, the hero, like you say, look pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't love Patton Oswalt as Matthew the Raven. Okay. I love him in everything. He's a great comedian. I think he's one of the greatest. Yeah. But, like, I just, I didn't, he wasn't as bad as I thought maybe he could have been. Like, all oh, jokey. Yeah. yeah. And yes. I know you have to kind of, you know, it could be yeah. very dark and grim and serious. And I, you yeah. need a little bit of that levity, but I don't know. His voice just didn't work. I was, uh, I was expecting not to like him as Matthew, but I felt like so far I've, I've liked it better than I was expecting because I feel like he took it. He's not trying to be over the top, but it, it is, wasn't... it is a bit much for that voice. But 
then oh i don't think you've gotten here this far but somebody else shows up who's an acclaimed voice actor i'm like why did you just get him to be matthew okay so we might talk about that yeah. later yeah, to, that to, if I'm you don't get there. there okay um and i didn't mind the the constantine change no i don't think you could even i don't think they even had the rights to use john yeah. So they used, you know, in the book, his his ancestors, Joanna Constantine. Yeah. And so they just used her as the modern day one. Yeah, he talked about that on uh, Marin. Who cares? That's fine. No, no. But then okay. they like tried to make her. They gave her the same origin, like the, the she loses the girl Astra to the demon. Like, yeah, that's John's origin. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Why do a why do we even need an origin story? The character's not that important at this point. He just, just said he said everything. When I did this and I was involved in casting, if I had anything to do with that, he's like, I asked myself, does this character have to be white? Does this character have to be male? And, it, and he said, none of those questions were to eliminate any white males. They were still up for the role, <laughs> but we just didn't have to be limited to that, you know? And, it, and so anything that was that they could widen up and change, maybe they did, you know, I agree that that the particulars of his story probably yeah, shouldn't I, have been involved. Yeah, I don't know her. why you had to shoehorn his right, origin right. story into her character. And do I buy her as a streetwise, you know, yeah. tough talking mage? Like, I don't know, Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who. I, I don't <laughs> know that she fits that. That. Yeah, they could have. Whatever. It wasn't that, enough but, of a. Right. But yeah, like you said, the the LGBTQ representation is off the charts. Yeah. And. You might think it's all oh, modern day wokeness or whatever, but yo, know, you reread these first two books oh. that started in 1989. Yeah. And all that stuff's in there. Yep. A ton of gay characters, trans characters, non-binary characters. Like he has a whole spectrum of humanity in these books. Way already. Ago. So yeah, there, was... there were no changes in that direction <laughs> to, to make it more modern. It was already, it was ahead of its time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. So yeah, yeah if anyway, that I would encourage anyone to go back to the source material on this stuff because you'll find out that's it's they didn't have to do anything to change it up. So yeah, uh, Tom Sturridge as Morpheus. I didn't recognize any of his other credits. He's been no, but it's literal like they if you were going to create Morpheus in human form, how do you I, get closer than this guy? He seems like he's made of CGI. Like he's way yeah, too doesn't skinny. Doesn't even seem real. Like I know it's. I'm sure it's costume and muscular. In the way that, skinny yeah. yet muscular. <laughs> He'll just be staying there in some long coat, and he looks like he's seven feet tall and weighs twelve pounds. Like I don't. I don't get it. His face is really skinny and the cheekbones. Like he doesn't look human. When he was laying there in the the arcane circle in that first episode, I'm like, how did they find this guy? <laughs> Crazy. Um, they got Dave McKeon to come back. He designed all the end credits. So the cover artist oh, of Sandman, okay. who yeah, did yeah. all the covers, very uh, which that was it. Artist. That was what how that series became something were his covers. Mm -hmm. You walked by the comics, and there was all the same shit you've been looking at for 40 years. And then there was Dave McKean's covers right. that drew in those people looking for something different. So that was cool to have him back in some capacity. So each, you know, watch the credits at the end. Each one is different and has a different style yeah. to it. Um, the only other thing I just, you know, it's talking about being very faithful, but obviously some things are tweaked. 
Um, when the book first started, it was in the DC universe. There were references. You know, we've Doctor Destiny, Doctor and... Destiny, and we we oh, we have the House of Secrets and House of Mystery and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it also tied into, you know, there was a Sandman in the Golden Age, Wesley Dodds, yeah, a Sandman in the Silver Age, and it kind of retconned all that stuff to make sense in this world. Not yeah, that stuff's gone, which you know I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. They introduce a few characters, look like the Corinthian comes in later. They bring him in immediately to yeah. to, to to set him up, and a, you know, there's a, there. a little tweaking around. But I said all the stuff they changed worked for me, and I also I thought it was good the way they expanded the time because you know the comic is set in 1989, so he's in the he's in the 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 he's trapped for less than 100 years. Yeah. Well, now he's been trapped for more than 100 years. We're in modern day. We've got cell phones. Oh, I love a I even I, I'm a cap guy. I love a sliding yeah. timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are definitely sliding in the timeline, which the absolute best detail of that is the costume department who decided to put despair in Crocs. <laughs> the the human uh, embodiment of despair should be wearing Crocs. And that's, Absolutely. That's a beautiful detail of this modern age we couldn't have yeah. gotten in the country. I would despair so. if I showed up, say, for <laughs> my next golf round in Crocs. That would, yeah, you would be nothing but despair. <laughs> All right, so we might uh, talk a little more about this after you finish it. Yeah, but I, it's, yeah. it seems to be getting a lot of views. It was number one on Netflix for at least a couple of days. Like, it seems to be getting an audience. So I, yeah. I hope I hope it, it brings people to the comic and vice versa. And it has a it, it, that is you know Netflix is famous for canceling shows early and not giving them the uh, the the, oh. the shot that they might please have otherwise give had. this at least one more season. Yeah. Please, I got I have to see more. I uh. I haven't watched this yet, but I I do want to say it is quite a moment to be me and bring up my Netflix, and there on the front page is Sandman and Lock and Key right beside each other. And I hadn't I, even I, finished Sandman, and then Lock and Key dropped. Like I you know. got to give me a minute. That's man. ridiculous. That is is like <laughs> what this is. Uh, this is that timeline for me. I don't know. That's crazy. Ah. So well, the other comic thing we had, uh, Paper Girls, was the other big comic. I still uh, haven't even got back to that yet. I've only okay. watched the first episode. So that is a series by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang from uh, Image Comics. Been, I'm not finished. I got five more issues to go. I haven't ever finished it. That's what's holding me back is because I yeah. feel like I'm going to stop and read the series through. So, I yeah, I finished the show before I finished the comic because it doesn't get anywhere near the end. Okay, maybe I will just go and watch it because I've read the first two thirds of the series, and it's nowhere near as faithful either. It, it, oh, okay. It's a lot of the same themes, same characters, but it, you had it's told a me a changes. complaint you had, and man, it stuck out oh. to me about <laughs> uh, about the uh, the talk, you know, the just the interaction between the girls, and that so really. Book, I, I, so when this book came out, yeah. I love Brian K. Vaughn. I'll get anything he does. Oh, I'll give a chance. Top, so top five I read writers. that first issue and you didn't know what it was about. Yeah. It was girls on bikes. They're Barely any girls. dialogue. 19, well, 1988 in Cleveland, Ohio. They're out at, you know, 4 a.m. delivering newspapers. And maybe there's something creepy happening. You don't know if it's a horror story or this or that. 
But at the end of the first issue, they find what's basically like an iPhone in the 80s in Cleveland. And you're like, wait, what is happening? What is this about even? So there's no way to have that feeling in the show because, you know, they have to have a trailer and show that it's time travel. And she meets her older self in the in 2019 and all this, you know. So there's no way to have the feeling the comic gave me watching this show. But I don't know. I, I, maybe it wasn't try, even trying to do that. But yeah. My, so yeah. The, but it's a story about these four girls. And they're in this insane adventure. They go forward in time and backward in time and crazy stuff happens to them. But they stick together and they're friends and they work out their problems. And the show just immediately went into that thing of like, they're at each other's throats and they're snipping at each other. And, you know, the one comes from a wealthy family and the ones, you know, from a poor family. And they all live you in wouldn't understand. Yeah, they all live in the same cul de sac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little derivative. I'll give it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just builds, it, it tries to bring the drama from them. You don't understand my life and that kind of stuff. It's like, ugh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and the comic as well. I, and again, not just to compare comic and show, but it, it just, the comic just went. It just went and stuff happened and then immediately something different's happening. And the show seemed much slower paced and much more deliberate of like, and then this is going to happen. And there's a lot of talking about our feelings and Right. It does have that that idea though that's really seductive of like, what if you as a kid met yourself now? Yeah. Would you be impressed? Right. Or would you be like, oh no, oh, no way. <laughs> and that's like that's uh, something to think about. I don't know. That's oh, that's yeah. a concept that's that's pretty powerful. So that all is. these kids wanting to know their future, but maybe not wanting to know their future, and all the adults looking back like where did it all go wrong so right. there, there's a core there something really special and i liked it well enough it just didn't i don't know it didn't wow me although the craziest thing episode two the title of episode two is weird al is dead i heard which, this I which heard was about the this. title of the why the last man episode yeah over on uh whatever channel that was on there uh who that was on hulu that you know that Yorick has this, you know, he's all the men have died in this world. Yorick has the realization, oh no, Weird Al's dead. It really bums him out. Yeah. So that was a title of Brian K. Vaughn's Why the Last Man. And for some reason, they made it a title of this show. So I, I don't know if that's some inside joke or what. He, he posted, he made a post about it. He, he said, no, that these were totally unrelated. That's impossible. That both, both <laughs> different people that did it said they both swore up and down. It was, they just individually did this. I'm like, I don't know if I believe it. That's crazy. So a mild recommendation. It's it's fun. And it, I'll watch it for sure. Stranger Things vibes are pretty good. And, you know, it has that kind of fun teen adventure. Yeah. I will watch it for and tons sure. of references to, you know, they reference something in the who is this guy? Yeah, you know, they don't they don't understand each other's references and that kind of stuff. So yeah. There's so much. There's so much. Um Jeez, pick another streaming service. <laughs> well, my wife, uh, she discovered a show there, and I just haven't. It was a while back, and she watched the whole the whole series as a show I'd never heard of, and um, I just haven't had the chance to talk about it. But it was an FX original um, called Better Things, 
Oh yeah, Pamela Adlon. I've watched. Yeah, I've watched. She, she well, it it was like a. I don't want to say a spinoff. It was it wrote off of the original success of Louis C.K.'s show, okay. and and he produced this, I believe, with her. And uh, it's it's she lives. There's been like five seasons. I think it, this last yeah, five this seasons. last season was the end. I I still have mm-hmm. like a handful of episodes from the final season. I haven't watched. Okay. But uh, but I've watched I've watched it since the beginning. She's a uh, divorce has three daughters, and you've watched them grow up over the series, right? Uh, Ma- yeah, Max, Frankie, and Duke. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's just a very uh, female centric sh- show. It, ha- it gives you you know just a lot of female perspectives and things. Right. Try- trying to show you how she's having to deal with uh you know some of the just men them, in their lives and yeah. but mostly just them dealing with each other raising daughters and right stuff. growing up she's yeah. she kind of plays herself basically she play, pretty, plays a working actor you know and you could you could tell um i didn't watch every episode my wife did but i've i caught quite a bit of it throughout the, the uh the entire series and like it really surprised me because when I first she was watching it and I was just kind of in the room at first and I was just like not even paying attention. And the more she watched, the more I was getting into it. And I was like, man, these, some yeah. of these characters are really. It's a good show. I heard yeah. that the uh, if you've watched the whole series, you know, like yeah. it wraps up pretty emotionally and stuff. It so does. I'm looking forward to that because I the- I really liked her. I I, I liked the show. The girls were great. The oldest girl was in once upon a time in hollywood i, I remember mickey thinking madison or yeah, mikey madison yeah, yeah, something yeah. Like, yeah mickey i think yeah she yeah she's pretty good she's been yeah. she was in they, the new scream movie too well yeah they were all good um that the girl that plays frankie um i really thought through the entire yeah, she, she was, was pretty good. young at first and yeah. then she oh, really yeah. grows duke up. duke grew, has grown yeah. up so much in the last few years like yeah you like yeah, i but, like to watch some of these kid actors grow up and do a good job you know they've all all did a good job the whole way through yeah that that last season really focuses on like the road ahead type thing oh that's cool. um like like you were saying kind of it, it does wrap up kind of emotional but she lives with her her mother is british and yeah, like she has yeah. to take care of her yeah. and uh and that's a whole other you know yeah she's mothers and daughters yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah yeah their father their father's like just kind of he's not the, a terrible person but he's a pain in the ass right uh what's the guy's name Diedrich bader or oh is that yeah his name? yeah he's in there as like her gay friend right. he's really good in it he's yeah good. he was entertaining um but yeah we just my wife really loved it and i ended up like i was like man this this show for a modern show this really has a has yeah. a vibe of a feeling to it it's that, it's got that little it's got a little bit of that what louis ck show was it's, okay. it's just got that yeah you know just how he dealt with his kids and stuff yeah, and well, that. it was it was yeah and, and even for us um i guess as parents you know dealing with a, a little bit here but dealing with the differences in the generations with our kids Yeah, you're more and, you're a lot more honest with your kids nowadays i, I think <laughs> you treat your kids a, a little more adult than yes we were treated yeah you know uh, uh but so like you, just being honest with, with even with her like trying to learn you know pronouns and understand it you know that was like a whole couple episodes 
of just her not yeah she didn't handle it well like she she yeah. was a bad example uh yeah. you know but that was a cool way to write it like she has been like a progressive voice you know like you would expect that character to be in the show and she was like even she was having a trouble with right Right. there's changes. a there's a yeah. realness to it yeah yeah uh, i really thought but yeah we really liked it and I, i've just i've had it in my notes for a long time now that uh yeah. just to talk about it mention it i don't know why i've never bit. mentioned it i've watched every season <laughs> yeah, as much stuff as we talk about we watch there's still a um, hundred more shows so i just don't even ever mention <laughs> don't, be, don't don't fear listener we're okay we got we, there's always more after this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, anyways, uh, that was that's on Hulu. So while we're on yeah. Hulu, I watched um, I watched the old man that first season uh, with Jeff Bridges and uh, John Lithgow. Um, man, I did first off, did either of you watch any of this? I no. watched the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. The first two episodes are incredible i would not i would recommend the first two episodes of that show to anybody like this is it's incredible the the jeff bridges a 70 some year old guy looking like he is in the fight of his life and it is looks great yeah it, my notes have episode one they live fight he has like a 15 minute roll around on the ground unreal elbows but you know punch it like you know just the grittiest longest fight believable totally believable <laughs> yeah that that i mean they make it look believable that this guy could do this and then the next however many episodes were the most painful slog for me uh do you feel the same way <laughs> like yeah i really liked it starting out like this oh. is gonna be the greatest this is really thing. interesting yes this is a cool character to follow and then i just didn't care anymore like it amy brenneman shows up she she's was great fine. i thought she uh, aliyah aliyah shawkat from uh, was great and i did not recognize her voice there was oh. kind of a surprise no i did <laughs> I, I did not at first i was i just i so i did not tie that together right away but you know, I liked you know, the flashbacks to Afghanistan and yeah. the in the 80s. Like I like that actor too. That was that guy from uh, Lock the, and Key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking <laughs> of the uh, Coen Brothers movie, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh right. He was in that my favorite section of that movie. There. So yeah, that's the idea. We're look. We're this guy. He was an operator in Afghanistan in the 80s. Who you know he somebody says he went Lawrence of Arabia with the natives you know yeah. fell in with this warlord to fight the Russians and do things Americans couldn't normally do and now here he is 40 years later and his past is coming back to haunt him like okay I'm in like that's such 100%. a great concept and I don't know where it went wrong it just sort of got boring and yep. it just sort of I couldn't just... follow the story every flashback got more boring and more boring <laughs> I was like I I was just like I found I was on my phone a lot watching I was yeah. just like man I gotta finish this and it's terrible i hated it i mean i hated it i love the first two episodes that was it so probably won't come back for season two basically it they there was a choice made in the second episode where something happened that doesn't really happen and i thought oh my gosh are we doing this this show is the best thing ever and they're like nope and i was nope. and from then on it was all downhill another show that i watched on hulu which I, 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 I'm sure you guys haven't watched it, but it it's just 
weird enough of a concept that I'm going to watch this as long as it is It's a stupid reality show called Claim to Fame. And have you seen anything about this? It's hosted by apparently the two of least of the Jonas Brothers. We have a bonus Jonas. There's a fourth Jonas Brother, apparently, that we've never seen. But I don't know anything about the Jonas Brothers, but I think a couple of them are too big for this. But one of them, maybe it's Kevin, I don't know. And then there's this other guy named, I don't even know, Frankie, maybe. But he's he's doesn't even, he's not one of the singing ones. But they're hosting this, and he's, like, just quirky and kind of funny. Like, he's my favorite Jonas by far. <laughs> but this show is, what is your That's claim? what they should have called the show, my favorite yeah. Jonas. Yeah, bonus Jonas. <laughs> of the, it's a... Uh, the uh this is it's almost a good show it's they it's you put like 20 people in the house in a house and they all have they they all have to say three two truths and a lie basically at the beginning of the show they say i'm related i have a connection to a famous person uh it's my dad uh they won uh this academy award and whatever year and they're famous for something else they give like two two things are true one's a lie and then they play these games every week that kind of give more clues and more clues and at the end of the episode whoever like lost the challenge or something has to guess what one of the other people's famous person is and they're pretty they're not nobodies that they're related to it's like they are famous. They are related to famous freaking people. Wow, that's and, crazy. We reality TV has hit, has become like saturated with famous people. Yeah. And we have too many shows. We have more shows than we do famous people. So we have to go down a rung <laughs> yeah. and get people related to famous people. But wow. it's an what a time to be alive. It is an interesting <laughs> show. Like, I mean, so, so there's like what was fun, like, half the fun is you yourself trying to figure out they let you they give you a little bit they'll be like okay for this girl first episode went she's obviously related to whoopi goldberg she looks just like whoopi goldberg you know it's like okay so they give you that but there's also a wall of clues that okay you can look at and that they give all it's just like a bunch of sculptures on it and it's clues there every every one every famous person has like three or four clues on there and you can look at it and figure it out in the first episode they really lead you down this path that it is this guy is this kid is related to steven spielberg and it's not but it's another extremely famous person and it, it but you're really thrown off because those clues are to some it's a, it's a good show so if you're looking for something off the beaten path it is an interesting show to try to figure out who these people are related to. It, they're pretty big stars or, you know, random famous people, but I have really enjoyed it. And I'm, of course I'm listening to some podcasts that's hilarious where they talk about it. So that's half the fun. Anything else on Hulu? Okay. I'm going to pick the streaming service this time. Paramount plus what? I know you have it now, so I do. Of course, I'm watching Big Brother 24. We got the live 24/7. 24/7. I'm watching it. Started out weak, 
coming on strong. We've had one of the best pre-juries in a while where we're getting rid of all the worst people in the first half of the game. So they were pretty mean to that girl at the beginning and she's getting some of her redemption back. So Yeah, I was not into it when it started. And I kind of poked back in and looked, you know, and watched a couple moments and then it has gotten more interesting and like people these alliances and people not knowing who's in an alliance i'm sure that's all the normal stuff yeah but it's also structured in such a way like i watched some of the live feeds the night uh michael was head of household right and the obvious vote was to get rid of this guy yeah and then people kept coming up to him and saying you know we should really get rid of this other guy yeah and he he watched the live feed and they were laughing at it. They were laughing at the idea that it was laughable. It was, we're never going to do that, you idiots. You're bad <laughs> at this game. Yeah. And then you watch the show on network the night it airs, and they make drama out of it. Like, yeah. will Michael vote for this guy, or will he betray his alliance member? It's like, wait, he was never going to do that. But <laughs> the, I watched it myself, and I'm still like, well, maybe he would take a big well. Well, well so originally like, he was into it. Okay. He was he was into it at first, and then they all came with it. And he's like, "Well, you guys are all obviously in an alliance, and I can't do it." But he was if they wouldn't. Have, I honestly think if they wouldn't have suggested it, he would have suggested it. But they all made it obvious that they were against it. So yeah, it was an episode where the most obvious thing was going to happen, but and they still managed to add a little bit of drama of like, okay, right. maybe that won't happen. I don't know. I knew I was clicking on all cylinders when I uh, predicted who was going to win the wall competition last night it was nice to be off on vacation i could sit and watch it live but i was like uh i'm doing that stock watch again just moving up the board i ended in 15th place last year i'm going for top 10 this year but i uh i'm up to 54th and then i i was like okay i gotta before the episode i gotta pick who i'm putting all my stock in i was like there's gonna be 10 people in the wall competition and I was like, so, but I know this show so well. I did the math. I'm like, okay, okay. These three people are too fat. These three guys are too Jasmine's, tall. Jasmine's a wreck. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm surprised <laughs> she even got up on the wall. I was like, I was like, these three guys are too tall. I was like, it's going to, I, my pick was, it's going to come down to Turner or Taylor. They were made for this uh, skinny, you know, not as tall as those other guys. I was like, well, Turner went out fourth to last. I was like, I was a little off there, but it got down to Kyle and Taylor. And Kyle was like, I did not throw it. I held on as long as I freaking could and just couldn't do it. They're too hot, top heavy. And she won. I was like, I put put all my shares in Taylor and she won. I picked the one person out of 10. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. Now, see, watching this season, I know people who say stuff like that to camera. And oh, they're acting very I'm cocky. screwed. I'm Usually screwed. immediately get that's why I, I, I'm screwed by the end of this edit. They're gonna throw this in my face, yeah. <laughs> but they are uh, a bunch of clowns, <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm screwed. She, she uh, oh, last night, as soon as she went ahead of household, she started screwing stuff up already. So I'll probably be in the tank by the end of the week. So more Paramount Plus. The challenge is great. I'm not going to go into that, but I like that they've got a CBS, the challenge now. But I watched three things on there other than that. One was that series, The Offer, which which has, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his freaking name, Jordan? Uh, 
He was in Whiplash. The Teller. Miles Teller. He he plays the producer that for The Godfather. And it's like a 10-episode series. It's got Juno Temple and him and uh, whatever the guy's name is. I can't think of his name either. That And he's playing um, a producer, famous producer that he does really good. But anyway, the show is good. I really enjoyed that show. And watching them, you know, their version of what happened in the creation of The Godfather and all the hurdles they had to jump through to make it happen. And I, I really loved it. Uh, two other things. From the creators of American Vandal, uh, that I loved both seasons of that mockumentary style. I love that show on Netflix. They've come to Paramount Plus and made Players. And it is a, a mockumentary of uh, esports, and it's excellent. Great show, got emotion to it. It's like I can't believe how good that show is. We have loved it. And the last thing I watched, you mentioned in the previous episode, and I was smiling because I haven't watched the Beavis and Butthead movie yet. Uh, this new movie, but I might go back because. But I did try out the first three episodes of the series and where that's their sweet spot. Now that you've seen them do the universe, it's time for them to do a new series. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> this is going to be cool. Uh, ow. Uh, ow. Uh, ow. Was that your butt or my butt? I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, fire. Where's the bathroom? Down the hall to the right. Hey, hey, what are you doing? <sighs> I'm butthead, ass face. Which one of those is your name? And which one is what you're calling me? Uh... <sighs> There's a mosquito on your face right now. Hold still. I'll get it for you. <clears throat> He's a tough little fella. <clears throat> Is it gone now? Eh, no. Another clue. What do we do with it? Elementary, my dear dumbass. What the hell is going on here? We have a bountiful harvest of produce and crafts. Well, we just came here to break stuff. Beavis and Butthead are back with an all-new series streaming August 4th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. If you don't know the Beavis and Butthead format, it is an overarching story of the episode stopped by moments where they would stop and be watching videos back in the day. But now we've had the perfect thing. They can watch TikToks. <laughs> Genius. It's Genius. Perfect. perfect. And hilarious. It is smoking hilarious. The, <laughs> the hardest I've laughed in ages. And I, I have a soft spot for Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Oh, that's great. I like that as a kid. But I don't know. Something about this is still... It's almost like, okay, better. The, 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 the little episodes are fine. They're funny. There's well, 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 a modern, co modern concept. First episode, they do an escape room. Right. It's wonderful. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's it's everything you want from Beavis and Butthead in an escape room. Second episode has a part they do ASMR. 
<laughs> I love that. I love the idea of oh fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna talk like this forever. <laughs> uh, it, it's so good, so good. But yeah, the the music videos in the back of the day were always the highlight. Yes, yeah. you waited yeah. for the music video parts, and it's the same on these new ones. The very first one they showed was a reaction video to a girl getting into college. <laughs> And that one day you will beat me, Mary Catherine, but today is not that day. They don't know what's going on in the video at all. <laughs> they think it's his mom fighting the dog. <laughs> but my oh. absolute favorite was the guy explaining how to do a prison tattoo. Oh. You got to get your saltine cracker box. <laughs> and the way is like, what, what, what accent is that? I think that's a prison accent. And they're talking yes. like him. Beavis is talking like him. Yeah, and then, and you gotta get your own <laughs> When he's like, he's like, he's a, an awful nice like He's back living with his mom. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's, it, I w- was not sure nowhere. what to expect. Out of nowhere. It is a total surprise that Beavis and Butthead not, are back. And not only are they back, they're better than ever. <laughs> I am. You've got the KPP seal. Of I am in for. I will watch every episode of this. I was. It comes out on Thursdays, and I immediately watched it. I didn't know what day it came out. I kept going back and checking, oh. and I was mad there wasn't a third one yet. <laughs> it's out. They get stuck on a roof. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, that's so all. My, I'll do the lightning round like he's been doing. So yes. Here's. I had. One here's my first month of Paramount Plus. Yeah. Here's what 99 cents got me. Okay. Okay. Beavis and Butthead do the universe we talked about. Beavis and Butthead the series. The other movies I watched are Scream from 2022, which I liked. I thought it had yes. a an interesting meta sort of how do you do a remake or a reboot? It, you know, how do you please longtime fans and get new, you know, that I, I really enjoyed it. I'm a big Scream fan and I enjoyed it. Yeah. That was good stuff. Uh, I also watched Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon, <laughs> where the whole police department goes on a booze cruise to try to track down the, you know, the head of, they try to find Q on a booze cruise. Good stuff. Um, so those are the movies I watched and the series. I watched The Stand, nine episodes, Stephen King adaptation. Not great. Okay. Follow that. And okay. Not watch but not great. Its biggest mistake may be it's following the DC uh, track. It cast both Amber Heard and Ezra Miller as two very important characters. <laughs> oh, if they could not, just team up. Just bad luck. I would watch a Wonder Twins movie starring <laughs> yes. those two. Yeah. Uh, I watched all the South Park stuff, the post-COVID, return of COVID, and Streaming Wars Part 1 and 2, all the hour-long South Park specials. Enjoyed all those. Yeah. Uh, And then I watched the Console Wars documentary. Love it. We talked about a while. We talked about a long time ago, but it was the Mm. those early years when Nintendo was the 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 all time. Sega does what Nintendo and and Sega (laughs) came and uh, took over. So that was very interesting. I I yeah, it was good. Great book. So that's that's that that's ninety nine cents. I feel like you couldn't. Buy, you buy nailed better. it. You yeah. nailed it. That was yeah. you took a gamble and it paid off. <laughs> Even just for the Beavis and Butt. 
<laughs> if that show's not over by the time I gotta pay full price, I'm gonna oh. be I'm gonna be oh it's gonna be a struggle. It is not gonna pay be for another talk month. about a gamble. You're gonna be coming to me uh, and give me some of that uh, uh password. <laughs> that fucking crack about <laughs> Cliff, you'd like were you ever a Beavis and Butthead fan? Always. Okay. Always good. I'm about on a different channel, I'm about halfway through light and magic on Disney Plus. Visual effects create the magic that makes people want to go to the movies. Movies are special effects. We start with an empty frame. Anything is possible. As audiences see through the illusion, the bar just raises. How do we do this now? How do we make this look great? I leave it to the geniuses at IOM. Right there in the name industrial light and magic the history of ilm goes way back when i was writing star wars there were no special effects houses in the world so how are we going to do the effects i realized that i was going to have to start a company so we didn't really know what we were doing we were not movie people george wanted a bunch of guys who didn't know what was impossible we were departing from convention we had to build equipment from scratch this was a long shot. We make it look like a professional movie instead of a bunch of kids having fun. We realized that nothing is impossible. There was just something here about the people. Suddenly, everybody wants to come to ILM. We were trying to do things that have never been done before. Oh, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. They're pushing technology forward. There's so many innovations that ILM made. Digital editing, computer graphics. We developed Pixar to be a cartoon company. One thing led to another. It turned into Photoshop. Now you could manipulate images. Visual effects would never be the same again. I remember. Ah, yes. I haven't. I, I've I've heard about this. I've seen a bunch of, of videos and commentary about it, but I have not watched it. I'm, I'm surprised you're not all over this, but you'll you'll. It's very interesting. I'll, I'll uh, get there. It is all you know. It's just the story of industrial light magic, and yeah, it starts out. What I've watched so far, it's, it starts out the very beginnings of it, and uh, it's a lot. A you know, second episode, you know, most is just basically George Lucas, like. And I mean, the guy's a freaking phenomenon. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have so I, I already, of course, we, you know, idolize him. It, we joke about him, but the guy really stamped our lives. And yeah, you just so impressed, so impressed. The guy, everything touches is gold, and uh, just what what they were able to do in those beginnings and to just how he made this stuff happen. It's all about the people is like, we got this guy and this guy and they're all there talking about it and telling you how they did this and that. And it's just, it's every detail you want. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and I, I can't wait till I'm, I want to see the rest of the series and, and talk about it after you've watched it. Cause okay. it's, it's just, it, it's right up my alley. It's, I mean, it's long, it's mm-hmm. they're hour long episodes, but you know, I, it's very interesting behind the scenes stuff. So super, super cool. Uh, yeah. HBO. We got, well, yeah, well, before okay. we hit, okay, hit off of Disney, Disney plus real yeah. quick, just real quick. Um, there's a new Baymax series. Oh, okay. Uh, I never watched the big, Hero. yeah. Be, from big hero six. 
that Carly and I have been checking out and it, it's excellent. Um, we love Baymax anyways, before this had come out, but a little bit of controversy. Oh God, they're, they're talking about girls periods and, and tampons and things like that on a cartoon show again. Right. How dare they? Um, but uh, the show's excellent. We, we've really enjoyed this one. Um, highly recommend that. And then go ahead, HBO Max. What are you watching there? Oh, well, I mean, Westworld season four is mm. is rolling along. It's it's it it had had me back for a while, and and yeah. now it's just it's totally off the rails again. It's just I I, I don't think I finished last season because three was I just not good. Three was I not could good. not do it anymore. I, I, then, I season one is is yeah one of the greatest seasons of television ever. Season two is so far below that. Season three is just like even further below that. And this one had some new life, simplified some concepts at the start, really let kind of threw season three in the trash and started over. And then it's totally off the rails again. <laughs> like, I, I I could not get through the first episode of this new it's, season. It's, I just I tried like three times and I just, I mean, I ended up turning it off. I was like, I cannot. They just take every concept, man me. Every, <laughs> co- every concept that crosses their desk, they try to use. I had that sitting there watching this. Like what? I had that feeling of like, why am I still watching this? Yeah. I have lit. And it's not I do that it I every hate time. it. It's like, okay. It's still like, I, I have enough warm feelings for this first two seasons. Like I want it to be interesting and good, but I had this thought of like, I have literally never watched a show before that I understood less. I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know who any of the characters are. And it's not because I'm not paying attention. No. I'm not going to read a blog about it and and make a flow chart. Like that's, you know, you have to at least make it make sense, but I don't know who's a robot. Who's a, who's a person who's brain balls in whose head who's been reincarnated (laughs) as somebody else. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I had it for a while. I don't know how far in the future we are. I don't know who's nothing matters who's too, with because everybody could come back to life right at any moment. Nothing they killed, why whoever killed whoever whatever matters who's killed, they just come back. They killed like five main characters in that last episode. Yeah. And I didn't care. Like it didn't Great matter. look. Great look, by the way. I have a white guy walk around and shoot three black people in the head <laughs> of your biggest stars. I was like, what are you doing? So wow. that should have been a stunning moment of television, but I was like, what are they robots? Are they coming back? Yeah, yeah, they'll be I, back. They'll be back next episode, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm still hanging on, but I'm just I'm I I feel like is this how is this how you know the dumbest people watch these shows? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on, but it's pretty. You're shiny. Yeah, like I feel I like that. I was like, I'm just watching it for hey, that guy's got a gun. I liked him in the first season. What's he yeah. gonna do? It's too it's impossible to follow. <laughs> It's impossible. I listen again. I listen to a podcast basically explaining it to me, and I still don't get it. So you're. <laughs> I don't feel as. Bad. So I don't know how you could possibly get it not doing that. It's a. Mess. Although I did know immediately that girl showed up with Bernard. I was like, everybody oh, that's gotta knew. Be, yeah, like, was, that's got to be obviously. Yeah, the, there was no. But then they right. immediately revealed it, so it wasn't like yeah. they were holding on for a big twist. But it's like I like all ah, the time. I got. The I like thing you some, were trying to tease me with, I understood immediately. My biggest criticism is this. They will do things like, like Maeve in this last episode 
the whole thing where he was like trying to hide from her, you know, what she was doing, try to get her to do this or whatever. It didn't make any sense. It, and I felt like the vibe from the showrunners was don't worry about that. This does, this is important in a, sh- you cannot do that in a show where you expect me to find everything important enough to examine and research, but I'm supposed to not, I'm supposed to not pay attention to other things. So they have just lost their minds. They're so full of themselves. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Is it just one more? Or is it only eight this season? Yes. I'm holding out hope is just eight. Yeah, there's only one more. There's okay, only one okay. more. They can't afford to have it. They, okay. That's how they fix the budget. Plus episodes. That's the opposite of what Daredevil's going to do. We're going we're gonna to yeah. spread out this budget over 18 episodes. I mean, that's 18 shittiest episodes you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Damn it, you'll be able to follow it. We all know what uh, Kingpin's password is. Um, HBO. Yeah, if you want to watch something good on HBO. I got it for you. Hard Knocks is back, baby. The best theme song in television. People love this show. I love it. I don't even I don't even care about football that much, but I will watch Hard Knocks till they make me stop. Yeah, I love watching. I don't care. It's the freaking Detroit Lions. I don't give a crap about the Detroit. Lions. Nobody does. Nobody. Does. I'm riveted. I'm riveted. I love. I love. I love everything about it. It's just like it's something that's really hypes me up for the yeah. season. I like getting to know the players. I don't care mm-hmm. what team it is. I like getting to know the players. I like that. They got that second round pick or whatever kid on there. Yeah. And just showing him, you know, being a badass, you know, it was <laughs> cool, you know, showing how good he was and talking about what the difference between college and pro is. And, you know, and just, and they've got these new funny helmet pad yeah. things on the outside of their helmets that, as of this year that you have to wear it. It looks ridiculous. During, during practice. They, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I yeah. love it. They've already announced uh, they did last year was great because uh, you, you watch that till the season starts and then we didn't have it and yeah. every, every year. And then last season they did in season with the Indianapolis Colts yeah. and that was great. Yeah, That was a very exciting and I was like, what a great idea. And this year it's going to be the Cardinals. I don't know if they're mm. any good. But they're 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 at least better than a lion, so maybe they'll yeah, be yeah, well. contention interesting. And last but not least, the rehearsal. Did Cliff have? Did you have something else you're gonna say? On HBO? It's okay. Uh, oh, this no. is the last thing I have. Last thing. Oh, yeah. well, I figured you were saving this for last because. Oh, okay. Your, Whatever. Yeah, this was yeah. your cooting. This is this is our baby. <laughs> this is the best thing on television. Yeah. Are you watching it, Cliff? No. <laughs> I have no. I'm not watching hardly anything currently. It is oh. volleyball season in my house, and we oh. are not home. I, you you should shoot your own volleyball documentary. I should do. I that. would. Watch I have it. a gimbal. I have. A I gimbal. would watch. I can it. do that. I, would watch it. <laughs> I want to just want to know all the players. Yeah. Tell uh, here here the chit chat, all the chatter, oh, man, the, out on the, the court, behind the scenes, the drama. Exciting. I want to know the high school drama. I want it all. I want to cross between volleyball and well, Riverdale. Let me tell you, it's there. Oh, <laughs> we are talking about the best show on television, the rehearsal. Nathan Fielder is out of his mind, and each episode is better than the last. Do you agree, Jordan? 
I I don't even know how to describe this show. <laughs> I I'm assuming if you've seen Nathan for you, his previous series, like the, the, there's some. That was maybe the basis. That's the yeah. baseline for that's, this. That's the that's he, his that's his first form. He's right, been so transformed sort of, into something else. He, he shed, shed a, he shed right. that husk. <laughs> so he came. His claim to fame was working with you know everyday people with these ridiculous out there concepts and very deadpan delivery and just kind of seeing how far he could push the craziest ideas. Yes. So this takes that. <laughs> and puts it in a weird limbo of reality TV and reality and not reality and what's going on in front of the camera, behind the camera. It's, I saw a couple references to Schenectady, New York, if you remember that that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman trying to create a scale model of a city, (laughs) the size of the city. Of a city, yeah. Yeah, so that's this (laughs) idea of like, so it's, I guess the basic concept is easy. He wants to have people rehearse. Yeah. If you have something coming up in your life that you're worried about or you're not quite sure about, let's rehearse it. The fielder method. The fielder method. <laughs> <laughs> just just but, recreate it to the max. Right. It's not good enough to just practice. Like you have to have every detail. Yes. So, you know, the first episode takes place at a restaurant. So he builds the exact restaurant in a warehouse. Yeah. To give this guy, you have to know where you're sitting, which way is the waitress going to be coming, where's the front door, you got to be facing this way. Like, and I have to say, there is something appealing to that as a person who struggles sometimes with anxiety and worrying about how things are going. Like, if I could do a walkthrough, yeah, like I love like online maps and being able to look at street, like, where am I going? I've never been here before, and I yeah. can look at the front of the building. Oh, that's what the building looks like. That, that eases so much anxiety for me of like knowing what I'm getting into. Yeah. So there, there's an appeal to this, like, oh, I'm worried about this thing. You let me run through it and there's no stakes to it. Okay. So my, get, my heart rate might be a, slowed down right. a little bit when so it comes to I get why people might start this process. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm not show, quite sure why, how this far show is, it, I feel like the, the point is to prove himself wrong. Like, this his entire thesis is proven wrong every episode that it honestly none of this is good for anything <laughs> and yet they're spending spending millions and millions of dollars on it and it's no throw every cost to the wind nothing matters we can spend it all oh my gosh so jacked I've seen up like highfalutin you know it's it's subverting the very concept of reality television and it, it's 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 turning the camera in on itself and it you know how, how do you take exploitation and turn it into entertainment and like you can it's all very heady but there's also that thrill of these are the craziest people i've ever seen on television and like there's the train wreck why do we watch reality tv to see weird people do weird things and at its core that's enough like that's that's fun enough but then he takes it in directions that you're just, where is he going with it? Oh my gosh. When he got a group of actors to try the fielder method, <laughs> they were to each pick a primary, each pick a person 
in the, that they ran into on the street, basically, and try to live that person's life, try to be like that person. And then he felt like one actor in that group, he picked one out. One actor in that group doesn't necessarily, I, I feel like it didn't, I didn't connect right. This didn't work for him. I want to, I want to try to redo this. He hires an, another group of actors to play those actors. And he plays that guy has someone else play himself. Does the real guy start living the life of the, his primary while he lives that guy's life <laughs> in just this emotion because he keeps wanting to get in that guy's head. When he goes to the place that the guy is working because he is working the job that the primary works and he has to go where he had wanted him to dump the bowl and all this stuff. He has to go through that and try to connect with the guy. The guy's just like, do you want something of this on that? <laughs> it's like, and he sees the difficulty that guy went through. Oh, it's just like layer upon layer of ridiculousness. You can't trust anything of the show being real at all. No, I've uh, seen a few comments online of people like, oh, he was really mean. You know, the gold digger guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he really hurt that. And that's like, I don't know how much, like, if you if you sign a release and you know you're going to be on camera, like, how much of that stuff do you believe They even anyway? show that. They even, that's yeah. one scene in that latest episode yeah. where they show the him doing this release signing to kind of, yeah. kind of point that out, that they all signed the release. Uh that is my favorite moment of the show though, is that gold digger guy when he, that I feel like that was the one moment in the show where it honestly cracked what the point of that method is. Yeah. yeah. That guy in that moment was able to say what he wanted to say to his brother and he'll probably never be able to duplicate it. Yeah. But in that moment, I don't know how he couldn't come through to his brother. I, I, I'll, I will not miss a minute of the show as long as it will go. There's only two, it's only six episodes oh, two left, but it's something. It is, it is groundbreaking television. Like you've never seen anything like it. And I look, I keep expecting to turn around and see him standing behind me with a laptop top strapped around his neck. <laughs> it's all a simulation. Uh... That's all I got. The only other thing I had on HBO Max was just the return season three of Harley Quinn, the animated oh, series. Right. I'm not caught up with that. I liked what I, I saw of yeah, it. Yeah, I kept meaning to go back. I wanted to watch all those yeah, again. It's just yeah, so it much. Um, picks up from la- from season two, of course. And this is, you know, Harley and Ivy have run off into the sunset to do crimes and be in love and yeah. have their relationship just like out of the comics. And season three is just dealing with what comes next you know now they're in the relationship and um they're obviously two very different personalities much like we would have in a normal i didn't know that that was a comic thing like how much together yeah how how, when how long ago did that happen and what's the deal it's fairly recent there were like fan shipping and stuff and then like they kind of played into it and then basically just made it official that yeah they they're really in love. Oh, that's exciting! That once once Harley's able to you know, you know realize Joker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there a? Is this just sprinkled throughout, or is there a series or anything? 
Um, I mean, like back in the '90s, there was a series called Harley and Ivy, it was like yeah, a mini but, series, but uh, it was just fun girl power stuff. Okay. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that there's been a specific like mini series where it all got revealed. Oh, so it's but but it's been handed out in the yeah. other Batman and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, as of today, I think there's five episodes. There's uh, out right now. Um, there's one episode where they go to like the villain awards, <clears throat> yeah. and um, Harley has always been up for the award. And won it several times with the Joker. Yeah. And he always takes the credit and takes the award. And this time she's nominated with, with Ivy. And uh, it's a really good episode. They get all dolled up for it. And um, I'm, I'm, I, you're, you're convincing me. I, I, I watched most of the first season. So I'm, I'm, I think I want to get back into it. I like Kayla Cuoco. I thought she did a good job as her. Yeah. I, re- I really like her as a, as a voice actress in this show and um yeah it, it's just progressing you know with the gang and what's left of the gang and and it's a good show i mean for, you know it's so different than other cartoons out there that it's perfect for hbo max i hope they continue it and yeah it's it's been just solid so why yeah. would you why would you worry about warner brothers the, the saddest yeah, thing I, exactly i have the, no idea just the saddest thing is like is that is that I would tell you HBO Max is my favorite streaming service. It has everything. It has prestige TV. It has stuff like this, uh, quirky stuff, and it has movies, uh, yeah. a lot of movies, and they're going to ruin it. My yeah. and like in and within a few days, I went from it's my favorite channel to, am I going to end up canceling this? Are they going to screw the whole thing up? Yeah, that's terrible. That was the worst freaking news. Well, yeah, uh, and what we're talking about is is HBO Max ceasing to be and being rolled into into Discovery Plus, and, and I kind of thought the same thing, but then I thought, you know, there's a lot of I know a lot of people that subscribe to Discovery Plus because they love their content. I and are they going to ruin both of them here? Like yeah. <laughs> these are two things oh. that should not. You know how many together. you know how many Bigfoot shows you're about to get. Right. Oh, exactly. I don't want oh, all, I don't want your chocolate and my peanut butter. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, as far as Harley goes, it's it's been really good, and um, they've introduced the uh, the latest character they've really introduced as a main player in this season is Nightwing. Um, oh yeah, which, that that was what interested me again. When yeah. I saw that. <laughs> oh, no, it's another it's another Robin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm the original. Good stuff. So, yeah, good yeah, stuff. I saw I saw Swamp Thing and Abby were involved at some point, so I'm I was excited about that. Yeah, it's it's a good show. I'm telling you, if uh, get caught up on it while yeah, we can, and I will definitely. So. And if you run out of those, there was a comic book series they did, a six issue miniseries that bridged a season two to three. Oh, so there, there's a story that took place between the seasons. And there's a one shot coming out in a couple weeks that'll be uh, set in the world of the show. So. Yeah. Uh, did any of these come with a Fortnite skin? Uh, I can scribble it's, a code in that's the back. That's all I did. Yeah, just put something in there. <laughs> I'll put a bunch of random. I'll take ten copies. <laughs> 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 all right. I think we did it. Yes. All right. TV's good, eh? Yes. Right now it is. Too good. Too good. Also, comics are good. And uh, you should check out SoProComics.com. 
Check out SoProFusion on Facebook and support the Kickstarter for our upcoming comic book written by me, illustrated by the illustrious Michael K. Easton, colored by Christy Easton, and coming your way very soon. Thank you for your support. My name is Jordan Lowe. And we're Bartles and James. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.